2: Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts, michaelsflooringoutlet.com.
1: Welcome back to Overnight America. It is the last night for President Trump in the White House. And I think some of the pardons from the White House should be coming out here soon we should start to learn more about some of those people involved earlier today. I was watching on social media and some people were wondering if Joe exotic would be, would be part. in. I, it's so hard to say that with a straight face, but honestly, the in, I think it's in Dallas, but the, in Texas where he's being held now, keep in mind, He was the one that was part of that popular Netflix documentary that everyone watched because it was released right at the time when everyone was staying home because of the beginning of this pandemic. And he was the one that had that wildlife preserve slash zoo, that very dysfunctional. And then there's the woman that he believes killed her husband. And then there's the other polygamist. It's a wild, crazy documentary. But uh, Joe Exotic's in jail. And people wondered, would he be pardoned? That would be the dumbest pardon. But then flash forward to journalists that are watching the prison he's at. And there is a stretch limousine with his lawyer's present, saying that they are confident that tonight he could get a pardon from Donald Trump. Now, if that happens, I would be shocked. But all for show, that is one of the storylines that are happening tonight. And here's another storyline. Earlier, President Trump gave his farewell address to the American people. He posted it as a pre-recorded message online millions of people have watched it so far and i was a little bit disappointed to find out that the major news networks decided to punt coverage of it so i don't know if it aired in its entirety on any of the major news networks i as far as i know only fox news and newsmax actually aired this 20 minute speech and i thought that's a shame that shouldn't be the case so i want to air it tonight i think it's important He has his farewell address that we do air it at any other circumstance, any other person or president. They would have aired this thing. They would have broken for coverage and they would have done this. But again, uh, not the case for Donald Trump. So when we come back from the break, we're going to air the address. And then afterwards, we'll take some of your calls and comments. If you want to give a final send off to Donald Trump, we'll do that later this hour. This is Overnight America KMOX. Listening to KMOX has never been easier.
3: Siri, play KMOX.
1: Today, President Trump gave his farewell address, and I don't think it was aired on the major networks like any other president address would. One person even pointed out that when this address was released, C-SPAN decided to air Bill Clinton's farewell address from 2001. Mm. So I thought, what a shame that shouldn't be the case. Uh, He is a president after all, and his address should be heard. As opposed to it just being online, I thought we'd play it tonight in its entirety. It's about 20 minutes long, so let's do that now. Here is the farewell address of Donald J. Trump.
4: My fellow Americans, four years ago, we launched a great national effort to rebuild our country, to renew its spirit, and to restore the allegiance of this government to its citizens. In short, we embarked on a mission to make America great again for all Americans, As I conclude my term as the 45th President of the United States, I stand before you truly proud of what we have achieved together. We did what we came here to do, and so much more. This week, we inaugurate a new administration and pray for its success in keeping America safe and prosperous. We extend our best wishes And we also want them to have luck, a very important word. I'd like to begin by thanking just a few of the amazing people who made our remarkable journey possible. First, let me express my overwhelming gratitude for the love and support of our spectacular First Lady, Melania. Let me also share my deepest appreciation to my daughter, Ivanka, my son-in-law, Jared, And to Baron Don, Eric, Tiffany, and Lara, you fill my world with light and with joy. I also want to thank Vice President Mike Pence, his wonderful wife, Karen, and the entire Pence family. Thank you as well to my Chief of Staff, Mark Meadows, the dedicated members of the White House staff, and the Cabinet, and all of the incredible people across our administration who poured out their heart and soul to fight for America. I also want to take a moment to thank a truly exceptional group of people, the United States Secret Service. My family and I will forever be in your debt. My profound gratitude as well to everyone in the White House Military Office, the teams of Marine One and Air Force One, every member of the Armed Forces, and state and local law enforcement all across our country. Most of all, I want to thank the American people. To serve as your president has been an honor beyond description. Thank you for this extraordinary privilege. And that's what it is, a great privilege and a great honor. We must never forget that, while Americans will always have our disagreements, we are a nation of incredible, decent, faithful, and peace-loving citizens who all want our country to thrive and flourish and be very, very successful and good. We are a truly magnificent nation. All Americans were horrified by the assault on our capital. Political violence is an attack on everything we cherish as Americans. It can never be tolerated. Now more than ever, we must unify around our shared values and rise above the partisan rancor and forge our common destiny. Four years ago, I came to Washington as the only true outsider ever to win the presidency. I had not spent my career as a politician, but as a builder looking at open skylines and imagining infinite possibilities. I ran for president because I knew there were towering new summits for America, just waiting to be scaled. I knew the potential for our nation was boundless as long as we put America first. So I left behind my former life and stepped into a very difficult arena, but an arena nevertheless with all sorts of potential, if properly done. America had given me so much, and I wanted to give something back. Together with millions of hardworking patriots across this land, we built the greatest political movement in the history of our country. We also built the greatest economy in the history of the world. It was about America first because we all wanted to make America great again. We restored the principle that a nation exists to serve its citizens. Our agenda was not about right or left. It wasn't about Republican or Democrat, but about the good of a nation. And that means the whole nation. With the support and prayers of the American people, we achieved more than anyone thought possible. Nobody thought we could even come close. We passed the largest package of tax cuts and reforms in American history. We slashed more job-killing regulations than any administration had ever done before. We fixed our broken trade deals, withdrew from the horrible Trans-Pacific Partnership and the impossible Paris Climate Accord, renegotiated the one-sided South Korea deal, And we replaced NAFTA with the groundbreaking USMCA. That's Mexico and Canada, a deal that's worked out very, very well. Also, and very importantly, we imposed historic and monumental tariffs on China, made a great new deal with China. But before the ink was even dry, we and the whole world got hit with the China virus. Our trade relationship was rapidly changing. Billions and billions of dollars were pouring into the U.S., but the virus forced us to go in a different direction. The whole world suffered, but America outperformed other countries economically because of our incredible economy and the economy that we built. Without the foundations and footings, it wouldn't have worked out this way, We wouldn't have some of the best numbers we've ever had we also unlocked our energy resources and became the world's number one producer of oil and natural gas by far powered by these policies we built the greatest economy in the history of the world we reignited america's job creation and achieved record low unemployment for african americans hispanic americans asian americans women almost everyone. Income soared, wages boomed, the American dream was restored, and millions were lifted from poverty in just a few short years. It was a miracle. Stock market set one record after another, with 148 stock market highs during this short period of time, and boosted the retirements and pensions of hard-working citizens all across our nation. 401ks are at a level they've never been at before. We've never seen numbers like we've seen, and that's before the pandemic and after the pandemic. We rebuilt the American manufacturing base, opened up thousands of new factories, and brought back the beautiful phrase made in the USA. To make life better for working families, we doubled the child tax credit and signed the largest ever expansion of funding for child care and development. We joined with the private sector to secure commitments to train more than 16 million American workers for the jobs of tomorrow. When our nation was hit with the terrible pandemic, we produced not one, but two vaccines with record breaking speed, and more will quickly follow. They said it couldn't be done, but we did it. They called it a medical miracle, and that's what they're calling it right now, a medical miracle. Another administration would have taken three, four, five, maybe even up to 10 years to develop a vaccine. We did it in nine months. We grieve for every life lost, and we pledge in their memory to wipe out this horrible pandemic once and for all. When the virus took its brutal toll on the world's economy, we launched the fastest economic recovery our country has ever seen. We passed nearly $4 trillion in economic relief, saved or supported over 50 million jobs, and slashed the unemployment rate in half. These are numbers that our country has never seen before. We created choice and transparency in healthcare stood up to Big Pharma in so many ways, but especially in our effort to get favored nations clauses added, which will give us the lowest prescription drug prices anywhere in the world. We passed VA choice, VA accountability, right to try, and landmark criminal justice reform. We confirmed three new justices of the United States Supreme Court. We appointed nearly 300 federal judges to interpret our Constitution as written. For years, the American people pleaded with Washington to finally secure the nation's borders. I am pleased to say we answered that plea and achieved the most secure border in U.S. history. We have given our brave border agents and heroic ICE officers the tools they need to do their jobs better than they have ever done before and to enforce our laws and keep America safe. We proudly leave the next administration with the strongest and most robust border security measures ever put into place. This includes historic agreements with Mexico, Guatemala, Honduras, and El Salvador, along with more than 450 miles of powerful new wall. We restored American strength at home and American leadership abroad. The world respects us again. Please don't lose that respect. We reclaimed our sovereignty by standing up for America at the United Nations and withdrawing from the one-sided global deals that never served our interests. And NATO countries are now paying hundreds of billions of dollars more than when I arrived just a few years ago. It was very unfair. We were paying the cost for the world. Now the world is helping us. And perhaps most importantly of all, with nearly $3 trillion, we fully rebuilt the American military, all made in the USA. We launched the first new branch of the United States Armed Forces in 75 years, the Space Force. And last spring, I stood at Kennedy Space Center in Florida, and watched as American astronauts returned to space on American rockets for the first time in many, many years. We revitalized our alliances and rallied the nations of the world to stand up to China like never before. We obliterated the ISIS caliphate and ended the wretched life of its founder and leader, al-Baghdadi. We stood up to the oppressive Iranian regime and killed the world's top terrorist, Iranian butcher Qasem Soleimani. We recognized Jerusalem as the capital of Israel and recognized Israeli sovereignty over the Golan Heights. As a result of our bold diplomacy and principled realism, we achieved a series of historic peace deals in the Middle East. Nobody believed it could happen. The Abraham Accords opened the doors to a future of peace and harmony, not violence and bloodshed. It is the dawn of a new Middle East, and we are bringing our soldiers home. I am especially proud to be the first president in decades who has started no new wars. Above all, we have reasserted the sacred idea that in America, the government answers to the people. Our guiding light, our North Star our unwavering conviction has been that we are here to serve the noble, everyday citizens of America. Our allegiance is not to the special interests, corporations, or global entities. It's to our children, our citizens, and to our nation itself. As President, my top priority, my constant concern, has always been the best interests of American workers and American families. I did not seek the easiest course. By far, it was actually the most difficult. I did not seek the path that would get the least criticism. I took on the tough battles, the hardest fights, the most difficult choices, because that's what you elected me to do. Your needs were my first and last unyielding focus. This, I hope, will be our greatest legacy. Together, we put the American people back in charge of our country. We restored self-government. We restored the idea that in America, no one is forgotten because everyone matters and everyone has a voice. We fought for the principle that every citizen is entitled to equal dignity, equal treatment, and equal rights because we are all made equal by God. Everyone is entitled to be treated with respect, to have their voice heard, and to have their government listened. You are loyal to your country and my administration was always loyal to you. We worked to build a country in which every citizen could find a great job and support their wonderful families. We fought for the communities where every American could be safe and schools where every child could learn. We promoted a culture where our laws would be upheld, our heroes honored, our history preserved, and law-abiding citizens are never taken for granted. Americans should take tremendous satisfaction in all that we have achieved together. It's incredible. Now, as I leave the White House, I have been reflecting on the dangers that threaten the priceless inheritance we all share. As the world's most powerful nation, America faces constant threats and challenges from abroad. But the greatest danger we face is a loss of confidence in ourselves, a loss of confidence in our national greatness. A nation is only as strong as its spirit. We are only as dynamic as our pride. We are only as vibrant as the faith that beats in the hearts of our people. No nation can long thrive that loses faith in its own values, history, and heroes. For these are the very sources of our unity, and our vitality. What has always allowed America to prevail in triumph over the great challenges of the past has been an unyielding and unashamed conviction in the nobility of our country and its unique purpose in history. We must never lose this conviction. We must never forsake our belief in America. The key to national greatness lies in sustaining and instilling our shared national identity. That means focusing on what we have in common, the heritage that we all share. At the center of this heritage is also a robust belief in free expression, free speech, and open debate. Only if we forget who we are and how we got here could we ever allow political censorship and blacklisting to take place in America. It's not even thinkable. Shutting down free and open debate violates our core values and most enduring traditions. In America, we don't insist on absolute conformity or enforce rigid orthodoxies and punitive speech codes. We just don't do that. America is not a timid nation of tame souls who need to be sheltered and protected from those with whom we disagree. That's not who we are. It will never be who we are. For nearly 250 years, in the face of every challenge, Americans have always summoned our unmatched courage, confidence, and fierce independence. These are the miraculous traits that once led millions of everyday citizens to set out across a wild continent and carve out a new life in the Great West. It was the same profound love of our God-given freedom that willed our soldiers into battle and our astronauts into space. As I think back on the past four years, one image rises in my mind above all others. Whenever I traveled all along the motorcade route, there were thousands and thousands of people. They came out with their families so that they could stand as we passed and proudly wave our great American flag. It never failed to deeply move me. I knew that they did not just come out to show their support of me. They came out to show me their support and love for our country. This is a republic of proud citizens who are united by our common conviction that America is the greatest nation in all of history. We are and must always be a land of hope, of light, and of glory to all the world. This is the precious inheritance that we must safeguard at every single turn. For the past four years, I have worked to do just that. From a great hall of Muslim leaders in Riyadh to a great square of Polish people in Warsaw, from the floor of the Korean Assembly to the podium at the United Nations General Assembly, and from the Forbidden City in Beijing to the shadow of Mount Rushmore, I fought for you, I fought for your family, I fought for our country. Above all, I fought for America and all it stands for, and that is safe, strong, proud, and free. Now, as I prepare to hand power over to a new administration at noon on Wednesday, I want you to know that the movement we started is only just beginning. There's never been anything like it. The belief that a nation must serve its citizens will not dwindle, but instead only grow stronger by the day. As long as the American people hold in their hearts deep and devoted love of country, then there is nothing that this nation cannot achieve. Our communities will flourish. Our people will be prosperous. Our traditions will be cherished. Our faith will be strong. And our future will be brighter than ever before. I go from this majestic place with a loyal and joyful heart and optimistic spirit and a supreme confidence that for our country and for our children, the best is yet to come. Thank you and farewell. God bless you. God bless the United States of America.
1: And that was President Trump's farewell address recorded earlier today. And I thought it was important, being that it will be his last moment in the White House tonight and into tomorrow, that we play that in its entirety. And I think there's a lot of people that do wonder what will be happening here. In the first hour, I brought up this idea, the final message. What would you like to tell him? What's your final message as he is leaving the White House? 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. Do you have that final message for him? Uh, We had a lot of calls, and we only had a limited amount of time when we first opened the show at 8 o'clock. So I'm going to open that back up now, and maybe I'll reiterate some of the things that I said from before. It's Overnight America, KMOX.
0: Tune In is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports.
1: The clock at 4. Donchich. The step back 3. You bet. Music. You
3: said my word.
2: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. News Radio 1120 KMOX, the voice of the Cardinals.
1: And Overnight America continues for the next hour and a half or so. We're live up until midnight, then the replay hours after that. And I thank you for spending time with us each and every night. You can also find me online, Ryan Wrecker Radio on Facebook. If you hate Facebook just like I do and you're still on it for some reason, let's uh, hate it together. Ryan Wrecker Radio. And I think the question is, if you were to give a final message, a goodbye to Donald Trump, what's the message you would like to give to him? 314-436-7900. And we'll take a couple of your calls here. Let's start with Ed. Welcome to Overnight America.
5: Well, Mr. President, uh, I would uh, just make a comparison. Uh, Walking Joe Teasdale. A few years ago, uh, Joe Teasdale put on boots, and he walked the state of Missouri, and he won the governorship. And I think he was a one-termer. You put on a pair of boots, and you started sliding through the swamp uh, four years ago. We got used to your style. Your style was what it was. You couldn't change it. You did some good things, and maybe, maybe your stance on COVID lost it for you. That's, you know, maybe it didn't, but but, uh, thank you, thank you, thank you.
1: Wonderful. Thank you, Ed. I appreciate that. A lot of thank yous there. That's three. I think that leading into 2020, at the start of the year, we looked at all of the positive indicators, and we thought this is a shoo-in. All signs point to him getting reelected. Then COVID hits. Keep in mind before that, you had people that were wishing of a tragedy to happen in the United States. They wanted to see the economy crash or anything else in order to hurt his chances to be reelected. Very famously, Bill Maher was the one that brought it up. But you saw that same sentiment brought up anything to get him out of office. It didn't matter the repercussions to the country and the people in it as long as they got their way. And they did. So it's a shame because the virus was not something we wanted, nor is it something that he brought on. And honestly, you're trying to find a balance of keeping some semblance of the economy without completely crashing and destroying all of these lives and businesses. And you're also trying to deal with a way to eradicate this, vaccinate and get it out there in a safe way. You left it up to the states and the governors to be able to best govern their uh, areas and their communities. And they were able to do so. But it was definitely a bit of uh, a topic that the Democrats jumped on very quickly and they pounced and were very effective and they were able to use the frustrations with something we didn't want or welcome into the country into a way to blame him. And is it fair? No, it's definitely not fair. It just is what it is. So that definitely contributed. I think that might've been the number one thing easily that left him in a spot where he was not reelected. Let's go to James who's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America.
5: Hello, Ryan. Thank you very much for uh, uh, having his speech on. It was very appreciated. uh, For Trump, just a simple and profound thank you. And regarding the news media, that just shows their extreme bias position toward the president of our country. Shame, shame, shame on them.
1: Hmm. Thank you for that, James. I appreciate it. Now, what was the message? What's your message to President Donald Trump on his last night in the White House? 314-436-7900. And he is in the White House. I mean, he's working. I believe they're still putting pardons together. I haven't seen anything released yet, but there was a story that came out not that long ago. In fact, probably about a half hour ago that President Trump is expected to pardon Steve Bannon. Now, keep in mind, they had a falling out. They weren't On the same page in a lot of ways another thing i'm watching is apparently the lawyers for joe exotic he's the guy that was part of that popular netflix documentary where he owned that tiger farm or whatever the zoo and just absolutely crazy but part of joe exotic is just the showmanship he's in prison right now down in i believe dallas fort worth area and they are watching it because apparently his lawyers are at the prison and they say we expect a pardon from the president Oh, boy. No indication if that's actually coming or not, but they are making a show out of it. So who knows? Some of those names that will start to surface tomorrow, I think we've got an indication on some of them, but there's still a lot to be figured out. A couple of text messages coming in. It says, my final words to Mr. Trump, the long national nightmare is over. I am now more hopeful for my kids' and grandkids' future than on November 2nd. There was a text message that came in there. Uh, you know, it's a mixed bag, the messages that are coming in. Very mixed bag. Let's go to Dan. Welcome to Overnight America.
3: Hi, thanks for taking my call. I'm just uh, looking at him and telling him, and thank God in 13 and a half hours you're out of the office and we ain't got to put up with your face anymore. Thank God.
1: Thanks for. Did you say my put call. up with his face?
3: <laughs> okay, yeah, his thanks, orange Dan.
1: face, lion face. Thank All God. All right, thanks, Dan. Well, it goes to show you that some people have so much hate in their heart, they'll say... <laughs> I want to see your orange face out of there. If anything, I think that's more of a reflection on you, Dan. But nonetheless, thank you for the call. 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. I do want to take some more comments on this. What message would you have for Donald Trump tonight as it's his last night in the White House? One person said uh, from Mark in St. Louis, thank you, Mr. Trump, for everything that you have done for the United States. Uh, one person mentioned, thank you. Uh, this is, let's see, Mary Lynn said, thank you, President, for sticking up for us, little guys. God bless you and your family. Again, mixed bag on this. And at the first onset, the very first hour of the show, I talked about some of the things that I thought were the biggest accomplishments of his administration. And there's some very awesome things that happened in the last four hours, some very positive things, all of which has been overshadowed by covid and this virus that came from Wuhan, China. Yes, it it overshadows a lot of very important things that happened in the first three years of his presidency, but this last year, a very difficult one for America. We'll take some more of your calls coming up on Overnight America KMOX.
2: Now back to Overnight America on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michaelsflooringoutlet.com.
1: Here we are in Overnight America, and I played President Trump's farewell speech, mostly because, well, normally we'd play clips. It was a 20-minute address, but no one was playing it. So I thought, you know what? We're going to. It's only proper, I believe, to air the speech of a outgoing president when no one else would. So let's take some more of your calls on this. What's your message? How would you like to say goodbye to President Trump? What's your final message to him? We're going to take Mike. Welcome to Overnight America.
3: Hey, good evening. A couple of things comes to mind, first of all, is, you know, we're living through history right now. I mean, and it's going to change things, hopefully for the better. But more importantly, no disrespect, but thank him for his service. And he needs to understand that America is greater than the president. And we're going to survive Biden. So, But more than anything, I would thank him for his service.
1: Okay, great. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate it. Yeah, he did put a lot of uh, he did put a lot of effort into things. Thought he would be able to accomplish. Then again, did anyone think any American president would be able to stand up to China the way they did? It's you're working with an economy that's just huge, and you're also working with someone that has the control for uh, the, to shut off something that would be very damaging to our economy in our country because we rely so. Much on the products that are coming out of there, we thought, oh, we can never upset that dragon, that sleeping dragon over there. And here we are saying, no, 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 no. We're going to confront these abuses and these problems that are coming out of here. And how about that? He actually did something about it. No one would have imagined that. That doesn't happen overnight. And that takes an awful lot of work. And look at what he's done in the Middle East, brokering these peace deals, things that they never thought would be done you don't get that from just laying around. So there's a lot of things that he deserves credit for and we should be thankful for. Now let's hope that in the next future, in the immediate future with Joe Biden, that we don't reverse course and just allow China to trample over us. Let's go to Christina. Welcome to Overnight America.
3: Yes. Hello. I have a message for president Trump and Melania that I would give them.
4: My, yes, uh,
3: hope, my hope and prayer for, for them is that they can forgive the American people because we caused them to lose a lot of money. And my dad was a businessman, and I know that when you work hard and you do the right thing and you experience a loss, that you become angry and bitter and my prayer is that president trump and melania would be able to forgive the american people for the great losses that they suffered by becoming uh, our president and first lady Hmm. and that is my sincere prayer thank you
1: thank you christina i appreciate that i think in today's modern world people that want to get into politics are nuts why would, one, why would anyone want to put them and their family through this, go through the ringer, honestly? Imagine what happens when you run for president. You become a nominee and for that point. Just think of all of the attacks to anyone, and you think, man, do I really, am, I, I know what I'm in for. Do I really want to do this? Is it worth the effort? Because ultimately, in the end, half of the population will still hate you. I mean, in, in modern day's time, you look at the approval ratings of presidents, and most of you are going to notice it's, cl- it's close to down the line for the most part, except for towards the end here with the the end of the presidency here with Donald Trump. But for the most part, the approval ratings were starting to rise. He was in the 40s. I think Obama was in the 40s. And when we, when we get to the tail end of things, I, I think to myself, man, if I were him, wouldn't you just want to retreat and say, man, I've done enough? I've done everything I could. I served my country and I did all of these things that I thought would help my country. So how about this, man? I need to just take a break. I'm just going to golf every day. I'm going to sit back and relax. I'm not going to want to have to put myself through this again. You would think let's go to Mark. Uh, welcome to overnight America. Hey, good
5: evening. Um, I, I sat and listened to the, uh, the whole speech that you played. Um, One of my thoughts is that one of the reasons the president got into office in the first place was a reaction to the Washington establishment, the Clinton establishment at that time. Um, Donald Trump threw a big wrench into the works of the whole political system. Uh, Right now we're seeing a hatred of Trump more than we're seeing a caring for our country. Hmm. Um, I'm glad he ran. I'm glad he was elected. And I hope, I hope that people can start to see the light and the manipulation of, uh, information and how it's portrayed and what he was trying to do. The, The guy got bombed on for four years. He didn't have a chance. He really did. He took on the swamp. He tried hard. He really did. Um, and he got, he got nailed for it. Mm-hmm. But there's concepts and ideas that he presented that I think are going to carry over. Um, that's that's pretty much my spiel. But thanks okay, for thanks, taking Mark. my call. I appreciate it.
1: No problem. Well, I think that if anything, we could use this, at least if you're on the conservative or Republican side and realize that there is an opportunity for you to handle topics in a way you never thought you could handle it. You don't have to be a polished politician. You don't have to go up there and try to ride the middle and you don't have to say the right things all the time. And you don't have to pretend that, oh, I got to be really mindful if I say this the wrong way. The other side, I'll never get these votes. And I got to be, you know, the calculated nature of all of this. All you have to do is find what your objective is and you got to hit that objective hard. And there's going to be, at least in the case of Donald Trump, people that look at that and say, you know what? All these other politicians who said they would do it never did. I'm going to give this guy a chance. And how about it? He actually did tackle a lot of the things he said he would do. So I think that some politicians really need to take focus and realize that there could be different approaches, non-traditional that resonate and work, and they have to stop being so robotic and trying to play to the script and really forgetting about the things that people connect to. Let's go to Tom. Welcome to Overnight America.
5: Yes. Hi. Um, yeah, I just want to thank Donald Trump for instilling a uh, belief in liberty again in this nation. Also for, for, uh, pointing out the fact that the media is editorializes everything. I mean, when I was growing up, uh, you know, they gave you the facts and let you decide. Now everything's editorialized, especially national news. And uh, the other thing is, uh, I I really, I mean, even though he's a Republican, much like Rand Paul and Ron Paul, Rand's Republicans, but a lot of the things he did, I'm looking at, they were libertarian. And uh, I liked it. I liked yeah. it a lot.
1: I agree. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, I think that in a way he did things that no one thought you could do, Uh, libertarian or not. In some of these philosophies, he cited in that way because he thought, give the people the liberty to be able to do these things. And I think that was a big reason of why the tax cuts were so important, because he realized that we got to start taking control away from the government to Uh, you know, they they shouldn't be out there being your puppet master to tell you everything you need to do to run your life. How about we allow you to give a little bit more freedom? Let's go to Bart. Welcome to Overnight America. Hi, thank you very much for taking my call. Um, Mm -hmm.
5: I think Trump's intentions were very well. I mean, he was trying to do well. And unfortunately, with COVID-19, that was, shall we say, his Jimmy Carter Iran
1: hostage situation, and just, there's just no winning after something like this. Yeah, uh, it's true. Obviously, and some COVID-19 people have ex- is much more devastating. Yeah, and some people, as they said, this was his Vietnam that he inherited, and look how that worked in the past. And It's something people get very upset about, and people want change. I mean, it's different in some senses, but when you talk about national emergencies and how it's handled— Thank you for that. Uh, Let's take some more of your calls after the break. 314 436 7900. You can call or text that line. I'd love to hear from you. We played President Trump's farewell speech. What's your message to him tonight on his last night in the White House? I'm Ryan Recker on Facebook, Ryan Recker Radio. This is Overnight America, KMOX.
0: Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone